Hey y'all, I'm Jolan Martz. This is the Walking Well Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening, um, for watching however you're getting the podcast. We're in season seven and season seven is all about wilderness places, difficult, dry, uncomfortable spaces that we can find ourselves in as believers, um, as a nation, as a world. Times have just been super weird lately um, and lately is the past three years for some of us. But um, this podcast season is all about what it takes to make it through that, the skills, the tools, um, the things that God has given me as I find myself in places where things are changing, the landscape is unfamiliar, and I'm not really sure what's going on. So today we are talking about the necessity of having a discipline to controlled thought life. Um, the big thing about being, one of the big things about being in the wilderness is that you're vulnerable. You're in a place where you might be tired, you might be weary, you might be disappointed, you might be grieving, you might just be in like a real unfamiliar space, and that is all a vulnerable place for you, for your heart, for your mind, for your soul. And I think sometimes um, when we find ourselves out here where things are changing, where things don't look like we expected or anticipated, it's really easy to start to let your mind wander, um, to consider things, to entertain things, to engage things that like in a healthier season, you may not really have been open to. Um, And man, I think it's also really important to know that the enemy uses the power of suggestion at will. Like that's just his MO. He's never going to hit you with a full frontal unless it's like a kill shot. Um, and you already down, but, um, the enemy uses the power of suggestion and our minds are like massive computers. And so it can get really tempting to be lazy in this area and to not stay tightened up, to not stay, um, you know, uh, armed up to the teeth, but we still have an enemy that goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom we may devour. You are in a vulnerable place. And I think about every situation where someone found themselves in a desert place, they were vulnerable, whether it was the children of Israel, whether it was Joseph in a pit, hello, um, Hagar taking off from Abraham and Sarah, Jesus after fasting, like these are vulnerable, vulnerable spaces. Our thought life is central still is still important. I think, you know, when you're in an abundant season, a season of abundance where things are going well, they look like they should, um, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to guard my heart. Oh yeah, I think on these things. But when you find yourself where like things are upside down, something about that space makes you go like, wait a second. And you take some of the guardrails off um, and are willing to like entertain and engage in behavior and poor mental health hygiene, really. Um, and, and not stay disciplined about your thoughts and where your thoughts go. And so the first thing to know is that the, the wilderness, the desert is a vulnerable place and in vulnerable places, you don't abandon the things that you know to do. It's even more important that you stay hydrated, that you protect your skin, that you do things in the nap, you know, like if you were in a physical wilderness, right? Like you don't stop drinking water because you in the desert and you've never been here before. It's even more important to make sure that you do the things that you know to do. And the same goes for your spirit. The same goes for your soul. Um, you don't abandon the ABCs. Instead, you really kind of sometimes need to double down on those, be extra um, particular, extra sensitive to making sure that you're doing the things you know to do for good spiritual, mental, emotional, soul health, right? And so um, the desert place is tricky. It can get really tricky. Um, I know for me, I have to be mindful that I can't weigh all the potential outcomes and possibilities because I, I was... I had the tendency to spiral and like just and spiraling is like making yourself sick, right? Cause you're, you're worrying, you're anxious, you're tired, you're not sleeping well, you might not be eating 
or your brain is just running, 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 running. And that is no way to live. Like you can't live an abundant life when your mind is running and when it's engaging in all the potential possibilities and what if, and what if, and what if, and what if, and what if. You can't, you cannot be healthy. There's no way to be healthy living life that way. Um, And so instead we have to be intentional, even more intentional than you would be. You know, I think sometimes abundant seasons make us a little lazy and a little loose and a little lax. Um, And you can get caught slipping. But when you find yourself here in a space where you're in the unknown, you're in the unfamiliar, in the uncomfortable, uh, it's not the time to fall off of your disciplines. In fact, it's the time to go back to what you know, to revisit those things, to put yourself in remembrance. And so having a, a disciplined thought life is a core tenet of a believer's life, is a core tenet of any healthy person's life. And um, you have to be mindful of what you're thinking, what you're thinking on, right? Um, I told you guys in earlier episodes, Proverbs 15, 15 says all the days, um, well, it basically says your days can be made evil by desponding, by anxious foreboding thoughts. And it's not that your days are evil, it's that your days are made evil by evil forebodings and anxious thoughts. And so you can have a perfectly good day, but by the way that you're moving about in your own head, in your own mind, can create a reality for you that's not necessarily the reality, right? Like everybody else is having a great time and you could just be biting your fingernails like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And what about this? And what if they say this? And what if this doesn't happen? What if this happens? How am I going to handle that? And you're 15 years in the future, a potential future, something that may not even happen. And so my encouragement is to be disciplined, be intentional about your thought life. Um, You know, Proverbs 4, mm, Philippians 4, 6 through 8 really does list how we should move and maneuver and navigate our thoughts. Think on things that are lovely, just, pure, honest, worthy of praise, excellent of a good report, weigh on, meditate, consider these things, take these things into account. Because meditation is like, it's not quite, I mean, I feel like it's a little bit like magnification, but meditation, thinking on something is like digging deep, burrowing into that thing. And so sometimes we burrow, but we're spiraling as opposed to burrowing and digging into like a well of water, right? A source of water. And so when you meditate, if you're meditating on things that are lovely, just pure, you're digging into a wellspring to get something that's going to be nourishing. When you're meditating and weighing on things that are negative, um, that are things you hope to not happen, things that are fearful or cause anxiety, you're just spiraling. It's like a downward, just into nothingness. And that's the thing about anxiousness, anxiety, and anxious thoughts. Um, you could be thinking, 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 and you are blowing through your day. You are blowing through these like number days that you have as opposed to being present and living fully in the moment um, because God gives us daily bread. Each day he gives us what we need. And every day that God creates is a good day. But if we are spending our energy and our time on thinking about what may or may not happen, we are sapping literally the vitality out of our day and out of ourselves. And so being intentional is just basically training your brain, your brain, treat it like a muscle, right? Um, Be intentional about the things that you feed on, that you nourish with your mind. Your mind is a field. It is your plot of land that you are responsible for. You are the steward of your mind. We are the stewards of our minds. And so if weeds are growing there, that's on us, right? If it's barren and ain't nothing really growing, that's on us too. If it's flourishing and thriving, we've tended to it well and partnered with God in the thing. And so just looking at the field of our minds, like, okay, what's growing here? 
um, because I am, you know, I'm seeding it. I'm seeding my, my soil and soil does not discriminate. It's going to grow whatever you put in it, whether you put a, a seed of corn or you put a marijuana seed, it's not going to be like, oh, can I grow that here? It's going to grow it because that's what soil does. And so your heart, your mind just produce their soil. Um, and it's on us to be intentional with what we're seeding. Um, so one of the things that I teach my clients in the therapy space is the connection between feelings, thoughts, and actions. We call it a little triangle. And so essentially when we have a feeling, oftentimes we react to that feeling with a thought, right? And it can be a negative or positive thought, but we go, I have this feeling, I'm a, I have a thought in response to that feeling, whether that thought is true or not. And if we meditate on that thought long enough, it then becomes an action. And so that our thoughts are literally creating our reality. Um, and one of the things I teach my clients, young and older, is reframing. You can take if you can have any kind of feeling in the world, you get to decide what thought is going to stay and is going to be meditated on and watered right in that space. And so if my thought, if I have a feeling of being, you know, like, I don't know what's going on. This is I, I have no idea what's happening. Um, my my feeling could be like, I'm, I'm uncertain. My thought could be, oh my gosh, it's been so long of being uncertain. Things are never going to change. I'm always going to be in this place. And then my action might be, I don't choose to, um, not even choose to, then my posture in life, my, my position is defeated. It's like, I'm never going to be able to get through this space, right? I may not try things. I may not ask God for things. I'm not going to be in hope. I'm not going to be in faith. I'm not going to be in expectation. I'm not going to have a confession that this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice in it. Today is going to be a good day. God, I'm expecting to see you and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm not going to do that if my thought is I'm defeated, I'm behind, I'm below, I'm beneath. I'm not going to engage in life in that way. But if I start with the feeling of, man, I don't know what's going on. My next thought, the one that I choose to water and the choose to meditate could be, but God does and God is faithful. I don't know what's happening, but this isn't a surprise to God. God knows exactly what's going on. Um, this isn't the first time I've been in a place where I don't know what's happening. God, I'm looking to you. You may not be speaking to me, but maybe now in this season, I need to trust that you order my steps, whether I know that you're doing that actively or not. My steps are being ordered of you. You enlarge the path beneath my feet. There are no mistakes in God. That's what I'm going to believe about my day. And I'm going to declare that and I'm going to move in life that way. I'm not defeated. I'm above and above only. That's who I am. That may be how I show up. If that's the thought, the types of thoughts that I nurture and I meditate, um, I meditate on, right? And so your thoughts really are the difference between how you go through life. And even thinking on like the birds of the field, the lilies of the air, Matthew 6, like, hey, God takes care of them. That's like, consider this, meditate on, look at this. Hey, you see these lilies? You see these wildflowers on the side of the interstate? Nobody planted those. Look how pretty they are. Oh my gosh, they're like decorated more beautifully than the richest king that ever lived. Aren't you worth more than they? This is my meditation. This is These are the bounds of my thought life, right? This is the discipline. This is the training I run my thoughts through. Like an athlete, hey, you go to, you know, when we play basketball, we were always in conditioning at the beginning of the season because we knew there was a game, you know, a whole full season we had to play later. And so some of us, our, our minds are out of conditioning. They're out of um, shape, really. They just kind of float and flop wherever. Um, and I'm just challenging us to be more, disciplined. I'm challenging us to be more rigorous in what we allow and don't allow, what we filter out when it comes to our thought life, um, because our thought life is running things. Our the, the thoughts that we entertain, that we engage, that we sit with, that we nourish, that we water like plants, those are the things that are going to grow and ultimately frame our reality and frame um, our view of ourselves and our view of God. And so 
um, you know, reframing, like what I just talked about with our, our thoughts is something that you can do to help get your mind into shape, practicing gratitude. Um, there's a, um, a guy on Instagram, Dr. Amen, who talks about, um, really like how he sets up himself, himself, how he sets himself up to sleep well. And he talks about going through his day like a treasure hunt and thinking about and trying to pick out the parts of the day that went well, right? And I think, you know, the world is really on a gratitude tip, but the Lord has definitely already told us like, you know, it's, it's important for you to weigh on the good, think on the good, consider what God is doing over there. Think about what God's doing over here. Remember that time when the Lord came through for you? That's all gratitude, starting with God, I thank you. And everything that Jesus did, he started with giving thanks. Lord, thank you for, God, I thank you for this bread that we're about to receive. Lord, bless this bread. Thank you that we, like, Jesus started with thanks and thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, offer up your prayers and thoughts to God. You know, your requests, make your requests known to God. And so thanksgiving, gratitude, taking thought for this is what's going well. This is what's going right. This is a, a God moment. This was a God wink. Lord, I know this thing is on my mind and I saw you um, minister to that, that request I had. Taking thought of all of that nourishes your soul. It builds you up. It's like feeding on something that's actually going to um, make you stand up taller on the inside. Because the desert gets hard. The wilderness is uncomfortable. Um, but it's even worse when we're not disciplined in our thought life. So that's my encouragement to you guys this week to be disciplined in your thoughts. Um, I have a friend, she and I were talking kind of about this very thing. And she was saying um, that the Lord was saying to her, like, hey, you need to narrow your thoughts. And, you know, I really like the way that that the Lord put that for her. This idea of maybe you're considering all of these things. Maybe you're picking, you know, dipping your cup in all these different pools of thought. And it might be a, a good idea to just kind of bring it in, come back to center and go, wait, what are the boundary lines for my thought life? Because I can't, I can't just not have boundaries. No, we, we know, and at least by now, the importance of boundaries from social media, pop psychology and all of that. Boundaries are good. They're important. They're helpful for us and for others. Um, they let us know what's able to stay in and what's able to stay out. You know, um, and it makes me think of the scripture. Um, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, um, a sober mind, a disciplined mind. And so you are empowered to have a disciplined thought life. Um, but it's definitely on you and it's on me to make sure that we put those boundary lines in place for what goes and what stays out. Um, because self-control is a fruit of the spirit. So it's not just that we're supposed to be thinking on all the things we are supposed to be regulating and, um, be intentional about the thoughts, the seed we allow to be planted in our hearts and in our minds. So that's my encouragement. Set up some boundaries, set up some guidelines. Even if you make a list of 10 things, these are my rules for my thought life and post it somewhere where you can see it. You know, I don't think on, I don't think on, I do meditate on, I do think of, I do take weight of, I start my day waking up with gratitude. I end my day going to bed saying, you know, Lord, thank you for this, this, and this. Set some rules up for your thought life, some really tangible ones so that when a thought flies through as you're training your mind, you know, oh wait, that's breaking rule number two. We don't, we don't think on negative outcomes, right? So that's my encouragement to you guys this week. Um, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, go over there and subscribe. If you're not subscribed, wherever you get your podcasts, do that. If you've not left a rating on Apple Podcasts, you can also do that. Um, and comment. I love to like reflect and talk back with y'all um, in the spaces where comments are allowed. So thanks again. I'll talk to you guys next week. Make it a great one.